Welcome to Archery Country Podcast. Welcome back to Archery Country Podcast. This is your host, Wade, and we are ready for this podcast. As you know, it. everybody wants to talk about arrows, so what are we going to do? We're going to talk about arrows. Two of the main manufacturers that we're going to talk about today is going to be Easton Archery out of Utah. One of the, I think they're over 100 years old. And Victory Archery, <clears throat> which is also a company that's owned by Adelia, which is owned by Mitsubishi. And we're going to talk about heavy arrows, light arrows, little arrows, big arrows, fat arrows, target arrows, every arrow. I got main man Dan Block on my left, Keith Peltjohn on my right. Two of the most advanced guys when it comes to arrows because they've been doing it forever. How are you guys doing? Splendid. Yes. Doing awesome. Morning. We're going to use some really big words today. We're going to kind of boggle your brain, so to speak. But we're going to break down, for those of you that listened to our Arrow podcast last year, it had one of the, I think it was the second highest downloaded podcast, and we had Jake and Jason on there, and we did, we went through Arrow builds. We're not biased. We'll do whatever you want to do here at the shop, but we're going to tell you what we use and how we use it and why we use it, because believe it or not, all three of us sitting here use three different Arrow setups, multiple Arrow setups for different bows, because we're blessed with the opportunity to have that. But here we go. Hang on. Arrows Victory Archery, as we talked about, a great company that does the cool thing about Victory Archery. So Victory is Victory Arrows. Okay. Stay with me on it. But the company that owns them and the company that owns them, they do graphite shafts. They do carbon stuff with golf. They do, if you say the word Mitsubishi, you do stuff on race cars. I mean, there is so much technology that at, goes into it. At one point, I think Mitsubishi Carbon, or they still are the largest carbon manufacturer in the world. They are. And in, in the one, I guess it's slag, or what it goes around is everybody says, well, you know, there's only one or two carbon manufacturers in the world, and everybody gets their carbon from them. There is some truth to that, but then there's also other companies that make their own and get their own. So you kind of view, it's kind of like the glass situation when you come to optics. A lot of people don't know that there's only three manufacturers of all the glass in the world, mm-hmm. but you have, it goes down the chain. So it's coming from the same place. It's just optical coating and, and the process and the same thing with arrows. This is really weird. The way we have this set up is because I have to be on a tilt. Like, <laughs> like, going, <laughs> like Keith, you're 750 yards to the right of me and Dan's over here at 30 yards. So anyways, bear with us. <laughs> It's just us three today in the shop, so if the phone rings and one of us slips away, you understand. We are close to being in uh, working hours, but we're going to have fun. So, Victory, before we talk about specific arrow brands, let's talk about arrow sizes and what we run. The smallest arrow that you can possibly get is an inside diameter of .166, otherwise known as a 4 millimeter or ultra small diameter. Now, on Easton's line, you have an access 4mm long range, a full metal jacket 4mm, and I believe that's, besides target arrows, that's where the hunting arrows stop. Yep, I Correct. believe so. Yep. Okay. On Victory's line, we have probably one of the oldest small diameter shafts is a VAP, a standard VAP. Mm-hmm. Then its big brother is a VAP TKO. 
And then the big, big brother is, was it two years now? VAP SS? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this will be going into the third year, I think. Which is a stainless steel honeycomb mesh that's melded into a cross-carbon weave technology. Incredibly strong when it comes to a four millimeter. Bone crushing. <clears throat> I'll say it, and I don't care if people hate me for saying it, a VAP is a weak arrow. A regular standard VAP, VAP. Yeah. standard VAP. The the wall thickness is so incredibly thin, even on a 350 spine or 300 spine arrow. But they're also super light. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that works out, especially for low poundage, short draw archers. Uh, they've worked and they work phenomenal for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But they can become brittle. That's where the introduction of the VAP TKO is, where we have a cross carbon weave technology. And then the VAP SS, we just blew it up on steroids. So that's the little baby boys. <clears throat> Step up to what I consider a five millimeter or a .204 ID, inside diameter. <clears throat> Why don't we say outside diameter all the time? Because it changes with every spine. Correct. But inside diameter is 204. In the eastern realm, that would be the tried and true axis. Also, the FMJ is a five millimeter. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they have for that, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's and four. In Victory's line, we have a rip, standard rip, which is also, it's not a cross carbon weave. It's just a dowel wrapped carbon. Then you have a rip XV, extreme velocity, which is super lightweight. Again, just a standard carbon dowel wrapped. Then probably one of the highest selling arrow, I would say across North America, is a RIP TKO. In the last two years, probably. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. In in, in the realm of things. Right. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> a RIP TKO. Cross-carbon weave technology recovers faster, um, stronger. And, and this year, we haven't seen them yet, but they're out. A rip SS stainless steel honeycomb design wrapped in with the cross carbon weave technology. That's going to be a little bit of a heavier arrow mm-hmm. GPI. Now, what does GPI mean for those of you listening that have no clue? GPI is grains per inch. So when people come in or people ask or people call on the phone, <clears throat> an arrow is weighed in grains, not ounces. Not in grams, because we're not dealers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of that sort. <laughs> Looking at the white part on the sheetrock there. It's got, mm. Anyways, <laughs> grains. So it And the number on the side of the arrow has nothing to do with a grain. That is a spine. We'll, we'll teach you a little bit more about that. And not, not <clears throat> spline. <laughs> we hear that all the time. I wonder where that started. Did somebody, someone famous that accidentally said spline one time? And then it's, it's not, it's S P I N E spine. Spine. We all have one. Can you use it in a sentence? Yours is you have like a (laughs) S S spine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Keith. Keith. What do you call it? Oh, Peepaw's got a stainless steel spine. (laughs) I've got, I got titanium. titanium. Yeah. Anyways, uh, okay. How does that work for like a metal detector, Keith, when you go to the airport? Beep, beep, beep. I, you know, I don't know yet. You got I a car? Yet. Oh, you drove to Pennsylvania. I did. Well, dirty dog. So we'll see. Oh, yeah. 
All right. Um, now, that's five millimeter. Next, we will break it down. You could say 6.5. Otherwise, it's known as 1964th or a .245, which is a standard diameter arrow. We, have, we grew up, some of us grew up with the day, since carbon was released, standard diameter is what it is. Um, in Easton's line, they have like the Sonics, which are super lightweight. That's a standard diameter shaft. They have their 6.5, whatever that's called. The hex, right? Uh, that's one of them. Just a the, six five. It's just a six five. I think yeah. so. You can get it in a match grade, and, and but you can get all these they arrows in that. A couple different variations, but six five. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> and then in the victories line, we have a V force. That's the standard diameter two four five. The the days of standard diameter, I wouldn't say that they're gone, but they're slowly fading away. Because a smaller arrow is going to aid in penetration. It's also going to be less wind drift. It's less surface area to buck the wind. Uh, penetration is probably more of a seller because we don't really hunt here, you know, in terrible windy days and we're not taking a lot of long shots. But if you go out west, you can run into that. So where we're going with this podcast is to give you an idea of what it is, what arrows are available, why we believe in what we believe in, why we shoot what we shoot. And then to give you a little idea, it's going to be a little bit shorter podcast today, but a little idea of what we build, what we've seen through the shop. Believe it or not, archery country is made up of a ton of successful bow hunters. And uh, <clears throat> not talking about the shop shop competition at Rogers 1 in 2022, but <laughs> I'm saying <clears throat> everything was killed. You know, we test. We don't just stand here and worry about making money. We want you to be happy, and we want to have the best performance, and you tell us where you can go with that build. That's what we're getting at. So three different diameters, and, of course, target arrows you can get in bigger diameters. You're never going to hunt with those anymore. Used to be back in the day we had Easton, Game Getter, 2314s, and 20. I don't even remember what I shot, but there's a ton of bigger diameter arrows. yeah 2219 was the heavy dog and <clears throat> yep 2314s um those days are kind of gone it, i mean there's still some guys that shoot it but you don't you don't you don't really see that anymore it's like a shocker guy comes in and orders them and we kind of yeah. talk about it from shop to shop yep. like hey I actually sold some eastern game getters today and we do every year believe yeah, it or not i mean yeah. we still do and it, that guy. Yeah. it's fine um componentry and arrows is a huge huge deal and if you don't think it's a huge deal you're kind of missing the whole picture because there's only one point that connects to your string that's the knock and you only have one point that connects to your broadhead or your point and that would be your insert outsert or insert so componentry has a lot to do with the integrity of an entire arrow build <clears throat> so let's take let's go down the victory line just for a little bit um unfortunate part for pro shops is about every other year they switch. They're always innovating. They're always bringing out new stuff. They're always, always, always trying to perfect, which they're doing a great job of doing that. The problem is, is we have 750 SKUs. There's different inserts for different styles, I guess you could say. And different spines. Yeah, yeah, a 204 diameter <clears throat> insert, but then you also have to factor in 
spine. Yeah, and that brings you back to that inner inner <laughs> diameter and outer. Yeah. You know, and that, I thought about that too, talking about the aluminum arrows back in the day, right? The insert was only good for, mm-hmm. and, it, and then it was there. You couldn't just look and see what the diameter was. You had to figure out your, your first and second number all the time. Mm-hmm. And it was very hard to weight your insert. Correct. So another <clears throat> abbreviation in the archery world of arrows is called FOC. Front of center. I wasn't going to go there. Don't worry. <laughs> front of center is having heavier weight on the front end. Now, five years ago, people would just get a heavier point. Now we can actually weight the insert to increase our FOC. What is the ideal FOC percentage in your guys' mind? Not what you read on the internet, not what you see somebody shooting on YouTube. Like, what do you guys, do you even care? I do a little bit. All right, tell me what your... For me, my setups have always been the best with between 12 and 15%. Accuracy-wise or performance-wise? Both. Kip? Yeah. Daniel? I I uh, usually don't measure myself. I'm glad you said it. I I honestly am because Dan is very successful. He can shoot very well. His arrows fly good. Um, Half the time they're borrowed arrows, but... (laughs) like you don't see dan go into this whole mathematical equation weighing everything out like he just builds them tunes his bow shoots them kills so i'm glad you said that but you really don't dabble a whole lot i mean for example like you and buck i think have been shooting a a rip tko for how long since they came out yeah it used to be a 23 green insert is that what the little little shock insert yeah. yeah um so your foc is probably nine probably well and to your point definitely under 10 percent. yeah like to your point about what you know talk about where dan you know you don't have to look at it and i think that's a a testament to the new setups from the factory right you know that 50 green insert outsert Mm -hmm. on a lot of setups Mm -hmm. with a 100 grain point is going to get you real close to that you know you're going to be at least 10 percent out of the box you know at least and depending on your arrow length so they've done a really good job i think finding that Mm -hmm. number yep and you don't have to work as hard. So the inserts that Victory has is right now the the what we call the insert. It's an insert outsert. It's all one piece. It's called a shock TL, which stands for taper lock. Mm-hmm. The way that it, so it actually inserts. I would say an inch, if not a little over an inch, and then it the outsert of it is. I don't. It depends on which kind of caps so, over but yeah, yeah. It caps about <clears throat> i don't know maybe half an inch the half 50 inch. grain ones are aluminum the 75 grains are stainless steel stem with an aluminum out cert and then the big dogs and 95 grain are stainless steel i think it's all stainless because right? uh, it's a yeah, i don't know it's a shorter the the heavier ones takes have the a shorter lot to, yeah, yeah it yeah. takes a lot to get to 95 grains yeah <clears throat> but um easton has the same, actually, believe it or not, the same aspect on like their access four millimeter long range. It's a insert outsert, but it's very similar to the yesteryears, the shock. It, mm-hmm. it only over goes over the arrow just a very little bit, but the insert's in there. <clears throat> Easton has what we call a half out. So they have half of your, your insert is in there, but then at the end of your arrow, is where you're the half out of it. So it, it goes from your five millimeter or four millimeter to a standard five sixteenths. 
<clears throat> I believe that diameter is. <clears throat> Correct. Now, Easton also has what we call hit inserts, which is for the five millimeter, because the, the deep six injection, the little four millimeter deep six is gone. We might have the only 12 thank, left. And, thank God. Yeah. But, uh, and that four mil, that long range kind of replaced that. Yep. Setup. Yep. They have titanium on their half outs for the four millimeters, and then they have stainless steel for the 75 grain five millimeters. And it go, all of this is going to be linked in the bio where you can just get on the website. And honestly, just get on our website or get on Easton's website or Victory's. All of the 2023 catalogs are out. You can see it all there. <clears throat> We're here to guide you. We're just giving you a little overview of what's going on. The hit insert, uh, I wouldn't say that it's fading out because there's still a lot of guys that shoot it. But uh, you, it's a different process of putting the insert in. you got to let your arrows dry for 24 hours. It's a two-part epoxy. There is a different epoxy that you can use that's a little bit faster set. It's kind of a rubberized glue. That works as well. But Easton's guidelines is the two-part epoxy. Uh, the hit insert allows you to run a 930 seconds point. Or if you buy a standard broadhead, you have to use what we call a BAR ring, which is a broadhead adapter ring, again, to get it flanged out so you don't crush the end. I know this is one of Keith's biggest pet peeves <laughs> is a hit insert. In, mm -hmm. you, you can mushroom the end of the arrow. Yep. There's no protection. Yep. Um, but we've done them for a long, long time. With that being said, the target, the target side of things, we're just going to save this, and we'll, like Adam and I, will talk about it, car, or target arrows. <clears throat> I know you guys both have built target arrows, but that's a whole, that can be a whole different podcast. As far as time concerning, let's go through some builds. I want to be very clear on this podcast for 85% of the archers who are listening to this, who maybe don't have the time to build their own arrows or they don't really <clears throat> care. Put your trust in us. We can walk over to the shelf right now and grab a set of VAP SSs that are already custom fletched for our tree country with the proper vein, a helical comes with a 50 grain insert outsert. We'll cut them properly fix broadheads or mechanical for you. And you have a top of the line arrow build averaging from 11 to 13%, depending on what area you go with front and center. A lot of our customers walk in, get our arrows built. We'll build them for them and they are very successful target wise or hunting wise do you guys agree i agree 100 percent. Easton, the same way we have all the componentry to build it however you want now that being said what what i was saying to that is you can come in and buy off the shelf and rock and roll and be successful there's also you can customize some stuff we sell bear shafts you can pick out your colors your vein configuration how you want it helical yada 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 we also have aftermarket <clears throat> non-factory insert systems outsert systems ethics is a company that we believe in we do very well with it you guys enlighten us a little bit with what you've seen some of your best arrow builds be your most successful and i don't want you to say oh i shot a vap tko and it worked good like give me what your bow spec is i want i want to know what your best arrow build is to date with your bow setup Am I going first? Well, that or I'm going to play this. <laughs> Just thinking, guys. Just hang on. We'll get there. All right. Are we there yet? I think we're there. Okay. All right. Um, 
probably huh, my best arrow setup was probably gosh i hate to say it i think it was probably five years ago um god it's so hard because everything's so good now but five years ago i built a setup that was really really good i was shooting a bowtech i was shooting rain six and it was just a phenomenal setup with some some of the old school injections you know the carbon injections from easton but i took aftermarket outserts built them got my front of center where i wanted it and they worked beautifully now that being said that was probably the most i shot the most consistent shooting i was doing in the last five years as well so this year the setup that i built for the amount of shooting i did to be able to really see what it can do i think is gonna was is is a fair tie with it and that was a vap tko um standard 50 grain insert they come with 100 grain points shooting fixed blade broadheads and absolutely zero issues. Now, I didn't have the time on the range shooting 3D and all the stuff like I would have five years ago, but moving forward this year, I think that's going to be the game, and I'll be able to really get a good comparison, and I think it's going to be very similar. Very, very good. <clears throat> Daniel? Um, last year, I shot a V-Force TKO that you gave me, Wade. Oh. <laughs> well, we traded. We traded um, wasn't overly impressed. Um, I'd say my best flying arrow would have been prior to this past year would be a RIP TKO 350. Um, depending on how many pounds to shoot, 300, but mainly a 350, which is a standard TL 50 grain. Yeah. It's what bow was that out of? Well, multiple. Like yeah, so, do you yeah. build? Do you build an arrow build for your I, two or three bows, or do you do it different? I, honestly, I just got so many of those arrows that I just kind of tune them yeah. for those arrows. And it, the last few years, I mean, that's just what I've shot, and it just right. works. Um, I think that V Force TKO shot really well, um, but wasn't wasn't overly impressed with penetration wise, longer distance. But I also mm-hmm. didn't make that great of a shot on couple deer last year either so well you did they went 30 yards and died minimal penetration <laughs> oh i understand okay i get what you're saying um <clears throat> well i think that yeah, it, it speaks to the standard diameter it, yeah and who knows it, it, but, right but, well i'm gonna i'm gonna go can. with you right. i'm gonna go with right. you on that so that wide low deer mm-hmm. the one that's all goofy that everybody knows mm-hmm. <laughs> that i shot the second time with a v-force tko and 22 inches of the arrow stuck out of it, mm-hmm. but he died. Right. But I didn't get penetration. I hit the off shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've just had really good luck with like a rip TKO yep. standard rip TKO. And I, and I know I don't, you know, Buck's not here, so it's not fair to talk about him, but he's run the same mm-hmm. setup as you, I think since forever, mm-hmm. at least the last three years that I've right. known. Right. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't have to really play the whole, and that's the cool thing about, arrow build is it's just as in depth as the bows and sights and rests or and, you know more at times more. And a lot yeah. of guys too they just find something that works i mean there's guys that have shot an fmj for 15 years and they're only shooting 25 yards or less mm-hmm. it's a great arrow right so we don't want people to get the idea 
that we're biased on that because we've built everything. I mean, I think Keith holds the record as far as total grain weight for those grizzly sticks you built that dude. Oh yeah, for I a customer. I did have yeah. them beat though. <clears throat> well, last year for my bear setup. Yeah. Your bear setup was yeah. heavier? I think I was 540, 530 cuz I was only taking an 8 yard shot. So I was like Oh, oh no, he no, he was like, Oh, sorry, customers. Sorry. Customer. Oh yeah, because that was a dangerous game. Those, well, oh. those two, yeah, for Pat. <laughs> what they weigh? Seven? They're right around seven, I think. Yeah, we'll have to ask him when he comes in. But those, I know you're talking about those grizzly sticks, yeah. and then the the two hundred grain heads. Yeah, yeah. that was what a that really heavy. And was they it? tuned. I, so, I still right? don't believe it. <laughs> you really were here. What I know. I that's what I was like. <laughs> what did that arrow end up weighing? I don't remember. I want to say it was 764, 760 something. Yeah, it's funny because once you get to like 650 or more, your your bow actually kicks back towards you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Jesus right. Trying to kick a two by four. It's like through shooting it. a 300 weather. And everybody, yeah. and everybody in the range is like, man, your bow's so quiet. <laughs> right. It's <laughs> <laughs> 150 feet per second. <laughs> I would say. What you got, Wade? My, this is so tough. My most, I have two, my most accurate, accurate arrow build for hunting was last year on a V3X33 Matthews. I shot, I tried the long range four millimeter axis arrows from mm -hmm. Easton. I four fletched and I know that's like a curse word in this shop, but I four fletched with a tack vein and that's uh, two curse words. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> shoot lighted knocks. Another curse word. <laughs> and I know, but I like literally it at 80 yards, it was very tough for me to shoot more than a couple arrows into a, the same spot. Mm -hmm. Like it was, if my pin was there and, and I did my job, the dummy run and the bow shot good. Like the arrows absolutely hit in the same spot every time. Did you shoot some that were three fletch and then some that were four fletch and see what I, the difference I was? I did. Yep. So and I wanted to keep my front of center because i only shot a 55 grain titanium insert uh -huh. so i went with a small tack vein which weighed they're like three point some grains a piece but four of them mm -hmm. so i was at 12 grains where like uh uh aae hybrid was 24 grains on right, the back right and, and anytime you put weight on the back of the arrow it stiffens the spine and i didn't want to be too stiff and i wanted front of center but my best performing arrow was the arrow setup I had for the Muley in Washington. And that was a RIP TKO 300 spine with a 75 grain insert. TL. Yep. Yeah. Okay. With a hundred grain point. Four fletched. Four fletched again. That was not someone's puppy. That was our social media team lady dropping something in the back. If you guys heard that. Did you hear it? Oh, yeah. Oh! <laughs> we all looked at each other like what does he be quiet back there anyways <laughs> eh, i four fletched the rib tkos i was shooting an expandable broadhead but i wanted i didn't yeah i sighted into 80 had no idea that i was going to shoot to 80 but i was pretty close and it flew like if somebody made an arc on the nfl football screen of a football or a golf ball on PGA, like it was. Whoo. So like an Aaron Rodgers pass, yeah. Oh, 
<laughs> into the except, into except, the defender's arms. <laughs> the difference is he hit the deer he was aiming at. Uh, yeah, I didn't hit the other wide receiver standing the other side. Uh, wow. Um, Dan is a Green Bay Packers fan. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I don't know why I'm even talking because we don't Hey, care. Justin Fields, right? <laughs> How the Vikings Bears? do, boys? Not good. Um, that is my best best overall penetrating, performing. I don't know why. It just worked. Like, I did it. Um, I have a problem. I have an addiction. I have arrow builds upon arrow builds upon arrow builds. They all work. I, the only one that I've had problems with as far as penetration was the standard diameter. Uh, it didn't, it wouldn't have mattered what arrow it was because the VFTKO is actually a little bit more GPI. Mm-hmm. So you have some weight there. My, let's talk about average arrow weights. I, the heaviest arrow build I've ever made was before heavy arrows were a cool thing. Dan actually made these arrows for me. If you remember, I bought like two dozen FMJs mm-hmm. and I was on the whole Dudley kick and I had them green wraps and green veins, four fletched. <laughs> and I had a big old bright nocturnal on there and I had a 50 green. I think you put 50 green brass or maybe even 75. I don't know what you did. Knock on uh, yeah. neck tattoo. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I had the tramp stamp. And <laughs> th- so I <laughs> last year was, I was like, cause I keep the arrows that I kill stuff with. And I'm like, wonder what that arrow weighed. 565 grains total. Whack. Yeah, I wasn't going to shoot over 30 yards, but Your it was quiet. <laughs> what, that was RX1. I think so. Yeah, I didn't say anything about missing a muley at 56 yards in South Dakota. Because really really arrow, slow trip, really slow trip. The arrow went to the top of the pine tree and then came down to the, the base before it got there. But anyways, where I was going with that is my... My most accurate average build, 445 grains to 465 grains. 125 to 13.8% FOC. I really, really, really like lighted knocks. I love them. I love seeing where the arrow goes. I love finding the arrow afterwards. I like to see where I hit. That problem with that, up until this year, maybe, maybe, this is question marks for everybody, but a lighted knock is 22 grains on the wrong end of the arrow. So I have to kind of fudge a little. Where do you guys, where's your arrow? Well, and you're, what are you shooting? Weighed 29 or 29? 29 and 29 and a half, depending on the bow build. Um, like my bow tech's 29 and a half. The elite I'll shoot at 29 and a half, but Matthews I shoot at 29. Yep. It's 29 and a 72 ish. 72 to 77. Okay. Yep. I've been trying to <clears throat> puff it up a little bit. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <clears throat> Where are you at for arrow? Like, what do you think for weight? Well, when I'm, when I was shooting 70 pounds, um, I was writing at 430-ish was my number all the time. Um, 430 to 450. Now that I'm shooting 60 pounds, um, 420-ish is about where I want to be. Like, I shot, well, I shot both deer this year right around 410 um both pass-throughs um fixed blade broadhead right and so your bear I, and my bear was is that i is, ran I a mean, one i ran a 125 head for bear because i wanted a bigger cut and i knew i wasn't shooting far that <clears throat> that arrow was 430 was it yep okay so you had right two different there. arrow builds the two different arrow builds yep 
Daniel, you shot your bear. You had heavy it was like arrows. Five forty. Yeah. Which <laughs> butter. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you were only bear hunting in Minnesota. You're it was eight twenty yards. yards. Eight. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Yeah. What about so your? <laughs> what's your average? Four you know? twenty. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I will say this. Two years ago in North Dakota, I shot a 525 grain arrow build. Again, I wasn't planning on shooting very far. Stand hunting, whitetails. Um, sliced through them like melted hot butter. It, it was, and that was a mechanical. No problem. So you, you can go anywhere you want to mm-hmm. go. You can do anything you want to do. This is going to be a surprise to some. I plan on have, I have them sitting on the counter over there. I'm going to have a 70-pound bow this year, uh, one of the bows. I'm going to try to be right at 400. I'm going to run. A, I'm going to try to go back to my Laramie, Wyoming days of light arrow, fast, get it there. It's not going to do any cutting if some bitch isn't there. You know what I mean? I like it. So we're going to try. Now, that's pretty there, much the owner, Jake. That's his model in a sense. Yeah. I mean, he shoots a yeah. pretty light arrow. He does, and he, I mean, it depends on his build. Yeah. He's, a, he's got a longer draw, though, too. Yeah. But. Kinetic energy is a number, another thing that we've talked about well, a little bit. <clears throat> lower poundage this year, I totally am on board with seeing what lighter arrows can do. Because mm-hmm. I had to shoot them, right? Because I didn't, well, I didn't have to, but I wanted to, to make, yep. make it a little more forgiving. And I had zero issues. So another thing when we talk about arrows is vein configuration. We have uh, got on board with Victory. <clears throat> I know Keith and I go around and around, and this is a friendly argument because we're both very qualified in this area. Veins have a lot to do with steering, but you can overdo it. The reason that four-fletch, sometimes if you four-fletch an arrow, you overdo it, and you get a parachute effect if your bow is not producing the speeds it needs to. I haven't shot blazers since I was a little kid. You live by them love them and well, you per, they perform like i don't know how in the world you can get a kudu to group at 80 yards with a blazer but you do well i kind of did it to spite you this year well no offense. i did. love you you did but, but i mean not- <laughs> you shoot every vein ever made but he's a you're a boning guy boning last year shot a which i've had yes decent luck to the dark attack side. i attack <clears throat> veins are a son of a biscuit if you don't know how to put them on right they're super stiff and they're a little bit brittle, but they are a good vein if you want light, extremely light. Okay, I'm going to say this. For everybody out there that says, left helical, right helical, my string sends the arrow. I have proved it. Dan has proved it. Keith's proved it. Jack's proved it. Everybody, Jake, Jason, Eric Griggs. One of the biggest that Chad up in that makes our 365 strings and Denny. There is no accuracy difference between a left helical and a right helical at 50 yards and in. Yes, your arrow, if, you're, if your arrow is coming off the string and it goes left, there is a moment, a split of a blink where it will stop and go back right. But grouping it does not, doesn't matter. <clears throat> I will tell you, too much helical can be devastating. Agreed. I played around with an Arizona Easy Fletch last year, and I put that five-degree helical on there, and 20 yards, you couldn't beat it. 
50 yards, groups open up to about 12 inches. Every arrow would find a different drag system. Yeah, and they can start the corkscrew, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter. Um, <clears throat> hate to say this out loud because he is who he is, but he told me this a long time ago. He's like, I like a right helical because my broadheads don't come undone. My field points. I said, yeah, you're a dork too, but he's, it's true. They, <laughs> they have less of a chance because all of the threads are the same way. Righty, tighty, lefty, loosey. Mm-hmm. Your arrow spinning right, it's not going to have that. Has it happened to anyone? I Probably not. But like now, target arrows, it's a glue-in point. Why fight it? Go with the left helical. But there's no difference. I can shoot the same scores right helical or left helical on the range. Do the same thing out there. I just wanted to get that out in the open. So Victory has an awesome lineup. They came out with the Rip SS this year, the VAP SS. They're the two heavy hitters. <clears throat> we sell them in half dozen. We also have dozen fletched. We have bear shafts. We can do it. Easton, <clears throat> we carry the FMJ as the Axis. Once in a while, we'll have the Axis 4 millimeter long range when we can get them in stock. There's a plethora of vein configurations there's blazer veins there's x veins there's fusion q2i 2x 3.0s is what comes on most of our custom fletched Knox is a huge thing we didn't talk about <clears throat> easton has an incredible knock system the another thing <clears throat> that a lot of people don't know and i may spill the beans here but there's there's one or two knock companies in the world that do all the molds and AAE has helped Easton with their knock mold. They also make an incredible knock called the IP, which now comes standard on all of your victory arrows. AP4 or IP4, or IP5, IP6, 4 millimeter, 5 millimeter, 6 millimeter, you know, goes in that sentence. Having a sturdy, low profile, extremely durable knock is key. Lighted knocks, nocturnal, and then also. They were called Glory, but they're, I think their new name is going to be called Halo. Probably two of the most sought-after lighted knocks that we carry. With that being said, is there anything we missed out? We're going to have another podcast for Target Arrows <clears throat> from Victory and Easton. Um, both incredible, strong, and, and durable and accurate. I don't know. Is there anything no, I else? I think we did pretty good. I don't know. We kind of got sidetracked, but we did. Okay. We did. But you, I mean, you reel us cool. back in, Wade. That's you the did. cool thing about podcasts is we, we're just talking and we're telling you some builds. And, and most of you that know us pretty in-depth know where we're going to go. Again, we're not biased. If you want to shoot a 4 millimeter or 166, we have answers for it. If you want to shoot a 204 or 5 millimeter, we have answers for it. You want to shoot a standard diameter? And again, I'm not trying to say standard diameter is not the way to go. It's just not the, like the th- new thing. Uh, you can still make a very deadly standard diameter, which you can get weighted inserts for. So you can boost your FOC. Which it's I've seen guys doing way. that this year too. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing is like what you're, you know, back to, I don't know, we got to go, but what I'll say is we'll build whatever you want mm-hmm. unless we know it won't work and we can pretty much make all of it work. We did struggle. <clears throat> we had a lot of guys that were coming from other shops that were like, they laughed at me when I wanted to have aero build. Well, we didn't laugh at them. We just had to learn. Like we had to learn the componentry. We had to learn how to build the arrow. We had to learn how to spine up for this degree of, you know, weight on the front end. 
and and of course we have to have your bow specs some for tuning we need your bow and you but <clears throat> we have to know those specs to build you an adequate arrow build so if you come in and say i am a 20 i'm a 28 inch draw and i shoot 62 pounds like that gives us an idea but are you really 28 inch draw and are you shooting 62 pounds you know mm-hmm. yep but we have it there um with that being said we wish you all the best. We appreciate you tuning in. I know it's a short podcast, but we're just covering the 2023 arrows that you're going to see in the shop and see all of us using. On behalf of everybody at Archery Country, see you on down the road. Thank you for listening to Archery Country Podcast. 